0: And welcome to the Change Makers Podcast, where we chat with interesting and engaging individuals here and far about change, making change, living change in their own lives, how they've experienced unimaginable change, and innovative ways people uplift the lives of others. We chat about triumphs over tragedies mindset matters and how we live out our life's purpose inspirationally. So please join us to be inspired and empowered to be the change you want to see in this world. You know, we can all be change makers in our lives. Here's to the change you're about to bring forth. morning. Welcome again to our Changemakers podcast. Um, I'm Kimberly Rice, Chief Changemaker of Changemakers. We are so delighted um, to have um, a, an amazing woman, um, business owner, published author, speaker, um, leadership coach, etc. to have, us, have with us today. Um, and that is Michelle Tellis Letterman. Um, And we're going to have an amazing conversation about how she helps create connected leaders and cultures in companies across the country, if not the world. So welcome, Michelle.
1: Thanks, Kimberly.
0: Um, So share with our listeners, if you would, a bit about yourself, your professional passion, and a few insights into your professional journey.
1: I am an animal loving travel and adrenaline junkie. I'm a mother of two. Um, I love uh, I love what I do for work, but I feel like when somebody says, tell me about you, I don't wanna just focus on the work because I think when we talk about my work, which is about connection, we connect on more than the what we do. Um, we connect on the what we care about. So I always love to share a little bit about that. Um, but what I do is help people work better together. Um, that was the answer I came up with when my, um, when my son asked me what I do. And I was trying to, in a six-year-old, uh, at the time he was six, <laughs> response kind of explain, well, you know, I just help people work better together and talk nicer to each other and connect. And <laughs> well, which we know
0: is, um, it, it sounds simple, but it's nothing, there's nothing simple about it
1: it is not simple it is um you know there's so many things that impact how we act on a daily basis and how people respond to us and and the effectiveness of it and how it makes them feel how it makes us feel and sometimes it's hard to even though there's things that we know being able to implement them um at the right moments Uh, so really my work as i said is about connection and i do it through training and i do it through coaching and i do it through speaking and i do it through my books Um, and I do it through podcasts like this and my blog and my YouTube and things like that, because I want to get this content out there. I actually want to put myself out of business by starting to help uh, students. So, um, my 14 year old just read my book and did a presentation to his class. And I figured if I can get this into the schools, then I can put myself out of business. And that would be wonderful.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's, that's, that would be amazingly impactful. So, um, Tell us a little bit um, above and beyond what you do. What is it that when you're not uh, feeding your passion of your work, what is it that you care about?
1: Uh, I care about animals. So I, I actually vetted my husband by making him walk rescue dogs and pick up poop and things like that. (laughs) That's wonderful. And I love travel. My kids have been to 20 countries and they Mm. are 12 and 14 now. Mm. And, uh, you know, if I can um, see the world and meet different people, it, it fuels my soul. Sure. What do you care about? Tell your listeners.
0: Yes, <laughs> I care about, honestly, I care about uplifting and supporting women professionals to help them create the career of their dreams by charting their own course. And if we parse those words The charting your own course, to me, is the key um, because the majority of women are in the workforce these days, these decades, and it's not always, in fact, often it's not an easy place to be um, in navigating uh, and standing in integrity and standing in your own worth. And having been in corporate and as an employee for 23 years prior to starting my first business kla marketing now for over 11 years i've seen it from both sides and i i for some reason have been blessed uh, with a healthy sense of confidence and self-direction and motivation and so i i did all that i could do in corporate world but i have coached and and worked with women for over 25 years who are not gifted as I am. They have other gifts that they struggle, and they have a lot of stress and anxiety, and and all those things. And I, it just is heartbreaking to me. So truly, um, yes, this is what I do for my career and my profession. But I have a really deep heart strings pulled um, when I see the struggles that they go through. So you know, I mentor. I'm involved with the Girl Scouts, and I mentor girls and young. College students, etc., to help them, you know, to give them the tools and to have the better recognition of self before they get chewed up by the reality of what could be their corporate America.
1: I love that.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it, it really, truly, I do feel like you know, after all the years that I've been in the workplace, that this is my true calling. This is my purpose of um, you know supporting and uplifting, empowering whether it's the six-year old Brownie Scout that's becoming the Girl Scout, that's the, the college student that goes and gets into getting her first job, mm-hmm. that we all have those paths and nobody has the um, you know the definitive guide on how to do all go mo- move through all of those milestones um, at, with ease because there's just nothing easy about it. And uh, so I feel not only that it's my purpose, but it's my responsibility to share all that I've learned and all the science and the studies and all the great leaders and mentors that I've worked with, um, and pass that knowledge and wisdom along. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm likewise fascinated to, um, you know, connect with like-minded women like yourself who are on similar paths and, and share the, the calling, if you will, um, to make the, to, to, bring that type of change into the workplace and into the lives of uh, women professionals.
1: Well, all those people out there who are feeling like they might be stuck or they're not liking where they are. um, My, my quick uh, history of work evolution might give you a little inspiration because I always call myself a recovering CPA. Mm. I spent 10 years in finance my my school studies were in accounting and finance and my minors were writing and communications and i just didn't see the career in it uh and and i spent you know 10 years uh only woman on the trading floor only woman on a venture capital team i had a corner office looking out at the new york stock exchange and it was as if there was bars on the window um, you know but i invested so much in this career and, and you're making so much money at that point and it's it's challenging to walk away um, and I didn't just walk away. I laid the groundwork. Right. For those people who are thinking about that change, um, you know, that's certainly something that I can talk about how I made that transition because it wasn't like, okay, I quit. Right. Right. <laughs> um, because that's not, not often realistic. I was pregnant. I was putting my husband through business school. I was the breadwinner. Uh, you know, we're not always in a situation where we can do that. Um, so what I did was I started to build it on the side. There's a time where I was teaching at NYU in the evenings. I was, um, you know, taking a day off from work and going to teach at JP Morgan, which was my first client. And I was just, you know, building those relationships and and creating an income from the work I wanted to do. And that I felt like you was my calling um, while still having a full time job in finance um, until I could have enough to survive. Uh, you know, it certainly wasn't a match of my. It wasn't even close to a match of my old income when I left. But, um, but I created a foundation and I created um, channels of of income. So that's a little bit about my story.
0: What was the time? What did that time frame look like? Just as a point of
1: reference. So I, um, I started this work probably in two thousand and one, and again it was on the side while I was working for a bank, and. I incorporated my company in 2004, still full-time in finance, mm-hmm. um, and during 2005, I started to wean myself down to part-time, um, and by the end of 2005, while I was very, very pregnant with my first child, I've uh, been on my own since then.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. So it's not just, I mean, I know that it's not, but um, for those women who are our listeners, um, and that they're thinking and contemplating that, that there needs to be something different or more um, to their professional journey. Um, I actually, a couple of people have said, and I experienced myself. It's usually around, oftentimes, is around the early forties, um, and
1: it can be earlier, certainly. But I um, probably was in my late twenties when I started oh, to figure it out. Yep. Um, you know, I graduated school at twenty-one. So, um, I was starting the transition probably in my late twenties, but wow. cer- certainly, um, it was in my very early thirties where I was started on my own.
0: Well, good for you. Good for you. I, um, I started KLA marketing in 2008, um, and probably stayed too long, but you know, it, uh, there's always, uh, a reason. And so that just gave me more fodder for, uh. Um, sharing and um, uh, knowing that um, I'm basically unemployable now now, (laughs) (laughs) which is a wonderful place to be Um, so one of the um, one of your cornerstone programs is the executive essentials
1: so executive essentials is the company that I built that is the company that does communications leadership team building training coaching um, you know and my work outside of the company is the keynote speaking and, and me being the one in front of the room. Sure. Um, I have a whole team now because as we grow and as we, you know, I started this because I wanted to be a working mom and have flexibility to do what I love. And when you work at something with a passion and, and when you feel that it is, um, you know, what you're meant to do, things happen. And yes. my first book came out in 2011. And I got a contract with the city of New York in in 2011. And that's when things kind of blew up Hmm. um, because I was getting called to do speaking and um, there was a lot of demand for the work um, at these government agencies. And so I started to build a team around me. And so now I do almost none of the work for New York city uh, and it's probably 70% of the business.
0: Hmm. Wow. So tell us more about um, the executive essentials, um, you know, outside of, uh, you know, that, that you have that team to, to execute on your behalf, um, the positive changes that helps clients to achieve a you know, greater impact and, and helps to improve retention?
1: Well, that is, you know, really what it's all about. If you decide to stay internal, um, but you want to feel better in that space, it is about understanding that connection makes that difference. Um, there is a greater impact on mortality um, of obesity than of social isolation. Uh. So, so let me phrase that in a clearer way. Um, social isolation will kill you faster than being overweight. Wow. <laughs> and it will kill you about the same as if you had smoked 15 cigarettes a day for 10 years. Uh. So when we have close work relationships, we are happier. Right. We can actually a predictor of our happiness on the job. And we're 50% more productive. It also impacts our success on the job because um, when we are liked, our ideas are seen as credible and more trustworthy and um, we are seen as more innovative. And so the way our ideas are received and then um, morphed through that exchange with others um, creates more impact. So these connections that we create within our organizations and and with our coworkers um, impact us in so many different ways. Um, and if you do want to leave, you're going to get that job because of who you know, not from some online job search, which is only about 2% uh, of, of how people get a job. Right. 85% is with networking. Sure.
0: Well, I mean, it's, you know, we hear networking all over the place now. And in my experience, because I, I lead a lot of networking type um, breakout groups and, you know, programs across the country for different organizations. And one of my first questions is so what does networking mean to you and you know after about five or six responses um i'm in my mind i'm saying nope 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 <laughs> and it's interesting and fascinating even after decades of networking being in mainstream um, pop culture or business speak that most individuals business people business owners really do not have a handle on the objective and essence of what it is. Um, And, you know, because, I mean, it's so impactful and imperative um, to be able to pivot throughout our professional journeys without networking, as you say, there's, you know, isolation, there's lack of connection. And given that that is a, you know, a primary pathway um, to more, whatever the more is for each individual, um, it's astounding to me how many people still um, approach it in a very um, unproductive and self-sabotaging manner.
1: I always say networking is just another way of making friends. Right. But in my last book, my brother-in-law came into my office as I was working on the book, and he said, what's the you know, he's like, you wrote this book on likability, and now you wrote this book called The Connector's Advantage. And she's like, what's the difference? He's like, what's the difference between networking and connecting? And it was such a profound question It ended up being the last line of the book. And I said, networking is something you do. A connector's who you are.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So speaking of your connector's advantage, this latest book, tell us about it, please.
1: So um, when I say a connector is who you are, it's about how we Um, approach everything that we do. So this book, The Connections Advantage, it talks about the seven mindsets to grow your influence and impact. And anyone, what I realized in the research was that anyone can infuse these attributes into their behaviors and their their interactions to get the advantage. And the advantage is basically whatever it is you're working on, you're going to get there faster, easier, and better. Uh So... You know, I I tell a story um, at the beginning of the book about when I got laid off. So back in 2001, when I started to realize what I wanted to do, uh, I actually got laid off from the uh, consulting firm I was working for. And I was stunned. Uh, (laughs) um, You know, it was a Monday on Tuesday. I called my friend from business school. I said, guess what? I just got laid off. And his response, like literally without missing a beat, his response was come work here. And I was like, well, what would I do there? And he's like, come, come down to my office tomorrow. And we'll talk. So Wednesday comes around. I go to his office. We chat. He's like, come back tomorrow. And meet my boss. Okay. So now it's Thursday. I've been laid off for a couple of days. I've gotten used to this idea, going to meet his boss and, um, we're chatting and, and somewhere in the conversation, he's like, so can you start tomorrow? And I, you know, <laughs> I'm not usually at a loss for words, but I was at that moment. And, um, And luckily my friend's like, why don't we give her the weekend?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And are you asking yourself, so what is
1: the job? (laughs) And I started Monday. Yes. Wow. So You know, know, that's what I mean by faster. I mean, come on. I was literally working at the next job in less than one week um, (laughs) from cleaning out my desk. Uh, Easier. Well, certainly that was easy. I wasn't even trying to find a job yet. And better. I actually attribute that job and that role with the ability to make the shift out because it was at that bank where they gave me opportunity to do the training work. Mm. While I still did all the finance work, Mm. they really helped me with my liftoff.
0: That's amazing. And that, you know, and you couldn't have planned it.
1: No, (laughs) no. right um but that's what the connector's advantage is yes. And so what i want people to understand is i did research and i was looking for the attributes that um, embody connectors and i found them but i also found that anybody can embody them you don't have to be wired a certain way um, and so I'll, I'll share with you the seven mindsets and then you can maybe pick one or or two and uh see how much time we have to talk about them but certainly connectors are open and accepting they have a clear vision They believe in abundance they trust they're social and curious conscientious and they have a generous spirit Mm. well one
0: of the things that springs to mind and these are great um is in some of the work that i've done in legal services so many people say to me so many professional lawyer women have said to me, oh my God, I can't stand networking. I'm such an introvert, it's so uncomfortable. It doesn't come natural to me. I'm the last person you'd ever wanna send out to networking. How do you respond to that knowing what you know and the research you've done with the Connectors Advantage?
1: So, first of all, introverts have an edge when it comes to networking. They're better in the one-on-one. They're great listeners and they're not off-putting. Right. So. As you say, no, that's not network, that's not networking. Networking doesn't have to look a certain way. When I say social and curious, I don't mean social butterfly and I don't mean life of the party. I just mean somebody who's willing to go out there and be curious and learn about somebody and share a little bit about themselves and look for those points of connection to build relationship. If we stop calling it networking, which has the word work in it, and we start calling it, in my first book, I called it relationship networking. And in this book, I just call it connecting. It isn't so okay. Let me s- flip a switch and be in this mode. No, just be you.
0: Yes. Yes, I I see that. But um, people, <laughs> I, you know, they, for those folks that that they don't think that connecting comes natural for them, you know, how to adapt that to their personality or their sensitivities um, to being in a room of people that they may or may not know. Um, you know, that sometimes that's been a hard sell. I, one of the, the, the suggestions that I provide is uh, oftentimes it can help if you have a role, um, you know, mm-hmm. so you can hand out the programs or you can hand out the name tags or you could show people where the bar is or, you know, to put on a hat that's not so raw and vulnerable as just being yourself. Of course, you're yourself, but you have, you've taken on some type of role and therefore it's easier to engage.
1: I always say even if you can't actually volunteer, position yourself in a place where you can be of assistance Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, greet people as they're coming in because you're not the only one who feels that way and you become a safety net for others who feel the same way for them to come to you. Um, It's not all your responsibility. Look for other uh, lone wolves. Um, you know, I always say either come early or stay late because those are the easier times. In the middle right. is when it's the most difficult. If you come early, everybody's looking for somebody to talk to. And so it's not as much on you. Right. And then you have some faces throughout the evening that are, uh, you know, a a security zone. Um, if, when you stay late, you're helping to clean up. Everybody's chill at that point, And it's a little more relaxed. I'm not trying to meet everybody. It's not this <laughs> right. friendly. Uh, you know, and so those little things. But the other thing I would say is give yourself a break. Yes. Um, if your energy is not in the right place, you don't have to go to every event. Right. Um, and if you are feeling a little drained, take a break. Maybe don't leave yet. Mm. Um, but I'll never forget recently. I mean, I'm an extrovert. And even I sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not up for this. Or, I don't have the energy, right? Um, And so I went to this event and I hadn't been part of this group in a really long time. And so I was feeling a little out of place and I just didn't really have the energy that night. And I was there for maybe 20 minutes and I was thinking about leaving. I was like, oh, nobody will miss me. Nobody will notice. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give myself a break. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go look at my phone for a little bit and then I'm going to give it one more shot. And when I came back, I ended up running into somebody that I had met five years earlier. He had seen me speak and he remembered me. Uh. And he's like, I remember, and and it was so, um, I mean, he gave me energy. It was just such a wonderful moment for me. And then I ended up seeing some other people I knew and it became a little bit like a reunion, Um, even though I wasn't close to them in any way and the conversations were really short, it just made me feel a little more grounded. And what happened is that guy who remembered me from five years earlier, ended up hiring me and I have been doing consistent work for his company ever since, oh, and, wow. you know, and it was just because I gave it a little extra energy. I gave myself the break. I allowed my energy to, to re <laughs> reemerge. And I gave it one more shot. And I didn't wonderful. stay the whole night, but you know, sometimes when we, we extend ourselves a little bit, um, you just never know.
0: You know, it, it, it really does. And, and this is something that I do a lot of teaching around mindset Um, showing up, you know, showing up with intention, um, if, you know, certainly not working against your own energy, if you are not bringing the positive energy with you to that space. Um, but I want to circle around in the last few minutes of our time together, um, something, one of the seven points piqued my interest, um, because I love it. And that is to um, show up with a curious spirit or curiosity,
1: uh, social and curious,
0: social and curious. Um, so share with us, in our leaders, what that looks like um, in the framework of greater connections, connections for life and business um, that you've observed and you've seen.
1: Well, it's 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 so much what we've been talking about. I wanted to make sure that people understood social and curious didn't have to look a certain way. But when I talk about curiosity, what I want people to think about is what they actually want to know about somebody, and not just. You know what do you do and that's you know coming full circle to how we started this conversation which is when you said tell me about you i didn't start with what i do right because people don't connect on that they connect on common interest and common values and common experiences and common people and common aspirations um you know it's it's where you are going on vacation next that i want to go and i want to hear about it i had somebody who was in a class of mine who was planning a trip to Croatia. And I had literally just come back from a trip from Croatia. Mm. And so she came back and she's like, can, can I pick your brain? And I said, yes. And, and so we extended that connection, um, and created deeper relationship because of something that had nothing to do with anything.
0: Certainly, certainly. And it's wonderful to be able to connect like that because in my experience, I find that for, you know, tr- trust, which is huge, uh, trust and friendship comes c- faster uh, when you have some type of common connection um, that you can come together around.
1: Well, that is the um, the law of similarity. Yes. So people yes. like people like them. Right. And um, the sub-law of association is um, people trust when there is that connection point. So... Um, it, it goes back to like uh, you know college logic. If A then B. If mm-hmm. B then C. If A then C. Right? If you like um, Sue and I like Sue, then Sue you know then then you know what I mean. So Sue yeah. will like you, right? Yeah, absolutely,
0: <laughs> absolutely. And it's never been easier now with all the technology and the social media platforms. You know, yeah. How many of us look at, you know, if you receive a, just for example, a LinkedIn connection and you, one of the things that you look at is who are they connected to, which kind of gives you that inherent, you know, trustworthiness and reputation versus if you're not connected in any other way and it's just some random person that you may or may not know from any part of your life.
1: And if you go down even further and you see, you know, what are they, what are their influencers? What are their following? You look at their school. Um, I look at who we have in common um, and I scroll because I always want to um, figure it out. Like, oh, how do you know this guy I went to camp with, you know? Um, and I look for those people. I don't look for like, Oh, I know how I know them or I, Oh, that makes sense that they know this person too. But, um, but to be able to find the places that you're like, Oh, what a weird commonality Mm -hmm. those are the fun ones those
0: are the fun ones very fun ones so from your perspective michelle what are some simple steps that individuals can focus on to develop you know a winning game plan for making the greatest connections
1: um you know it's an interesting question because the game plan throws me one of the things that i always talk about is to not be so strategic (laughs) Um, I say, have the conversations you want to have with the people you're enjoying talking to because you don't know who their neighbor is, you -hmm. don't know who they went to school with, you don't know who they're married to. Um, And when you have the mindset of a connector, there's a question that's always going to come up, which is, what are you working on? How can I help you? Mm -hmm. And I want you to ask that question. And I want you to have an answer to that question. And if, if that's a game plan to you, then I'll be okay with that. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, exactly. And it looks different for, you know, for various people. I mean, we have the, you know, the rules followers, and then we have the rebels. And, you know, ultimately, it just needs to be what we call the secret sauce, And that is consistent, regular, and persistent, and being persistent um, in moving forward to make the connections that you need want and need to make, you know, to accomplish whatever your goals may be, grow your business, you know, find a new position or navigate in your organization, whatever. Um, but it's, you know, in our day and age, I am, in my view and my experience is that it's no longer a choice to be a connector, whether or not to be a connector.
1: Uh, I, I, There's a spectrum, I think we're all connectors. And I think it's about what level connector you are. I actually have a quiz um, about what level connector you are so that people can see where they fall on the spectrum between non-connector and global super connector. Um, And to begin to see that the way we move up that spectrum is um, there's, there's two levers. The first is the initiation versus responsiveness Um, If you start to initiate reach out, if you start to initiate assistance, then you're starting to kind of move up the spectrum. And the other is the breadth and depth of our connections. Um, We can go deep in a certain industry or a certain job function or a certain geography, and we can be a niche connector. Or we can be, you know, really broad and know people up and down the ladder across industry, across geography, across function. Um, and, And the further up the spectrum you go, the greater the advantage.
0: Yes, of course. Of course, um, and that, I mean, it, it, I find more than not, I mean, you can, you can find that lucky needle in the haystack, but at the same time, it's, you know, through investing ourselves in um, the get-know-and-like factor and investing ourselves in truly being the seven attributes that you described um, and, and being truly curious um, and a giver and truly in what I call the service mindset, um, to have the the objective of helping others, um, and that goes a long, long ways.
1: I am I am with you. That's <laughs> that spirit of generosity.
0: Generosity, exactly. Um, well, this has been a very, very fascinating um, conversation, Michelle, and I pre- greatly appreciate you carving out the time to speak with us. And we're so excited about your your book, Connectors Advantage. And so, I want to give Um, our listeners um, information on how what is the best way to connect with you so whether they want to engage you specifically or they want to find uh, a way to purchase your book or other books Um, so what how would that is the easiest way for our listeners to connect with you
1: um, the easiest way is actually to start with my website. So my website is Michelle with two L's, Tillis, T-I-L-L-I-S, Letterman, dot ncom And from there, that's the hub. You can find my YouTube channel. You can find my blog. You can find my LinkedIn, um, which is my favorite platform. Um, my Insta, the Twitter, the Facebook, all of them are on there, um, but LinkedIn is my favorite. Um, you can also um, get the gift pack that I have. So I mentioned that quiz and some free chapters of the books and different, I've got an interview preparation checklist, lots of free goodies because I want to add value. Um, And so you can go to my website and and put your email address right on the homepage, or you can see the things that I give away on the uh, slash gift pack page.
0: Wonderful. Wow. Um, I applaud you for covering all the channels. Mm -hmm. I I can personally uh, attest to the amount of energy and thought and um, time that 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 requires um, to build and grow robust online presence. Um, I love it. I I think it's a wonderful, you know, venue for connecting. And, you know, I'm sure that you and I at least had a taste of what life was like before the internet and social media. Um, It seems so archaic now. (laughs) (laughs) so well thank you so much Michelle thank you our listening audience again for another episode of Changemakers uh, where we speak with extraordinary individuals who are making uh, real change in the lives of others and until next time uh, be the change that you want to see thank you